Hello and welcome to Secret Oranges, the podcast where Florida Man reveals the secret origins of comic book fans from around the world, why they collect, what they collect, and what they think of the state of the hobby today. Thank you so much for joining me for this second issue of the podcast. My name is Glenn and I really do appreciate you being here. Appreciate all the listens so far, all the downloads so far, and I got my first five-star iTunes uh, review, and I was stunned, stoked, and very, very appreciative of that. So if you are listening to iTunes, please go ahead and, uh, and leave a review. It certainly will help me out and help other people out, too, that you think might enjoy the podcast. I've gotten some wonderful, very, very warm receptions from so many people who think that the concept is... is uh, is a great alternative to what's hot, what's not, uh, who's better, Marvel or DC, and uh, who you think would win a fight between so-and-so and so-and-so. And And that's what I wanted this to be, is to be a more human side of it, kind of almost more human interest than than comic books, but I think we've struck a nice balance, as I hope you'll uh, you'll, uh, agree with me for for this next interview that you're going to be listening to shortly. But first, one more piece of business. You can reach me uh, through email at secretorangesfl at gmail.com. You can reach me at Twitter at secretoranges1 and through IG at secret underscore oranges. Reach me any way you'd like. If you'd like to be on the show, if you'd like to suggest some books, whatever you'd like to do to, to reach out just to say, hey, thanks for the podcast. That would be wonderful, too. But without further ado, let's go ahead and roll right into our next interview. All right. Today we have with us Matt. Matt, you thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely glad to uh, to do it. Um, let's go ahead and, and and dig straight in. Let's get to your your origin story. How did you find out and discover and get into comics in the first place? Well, I think I think my best friend in elementary school collected comics and um i thought that was quaint but i i wasn't really into it myself but then i, I remember um do you remember the uh, jc penny or a wish book that would come out around christmas time oh gosh yes yeah <laughs> so my parents would always give that to us and let us uh me and my sister flip through it and kind of like pick out what we wanted and i i remember i was 10 years old and i went through that jc penny wish book and there i don't I, I honestly don't know what made me gravitate toward it because beside the fact that my friend collected comics, but he also wasn't the most popular kid at school either. So it's not like, it's not like he, it was really his influence. I just was, I, I saw in, in the um, wish book, a, um, it was an orange box. I guess I've come to find out now it's probably uh, called a short box. I, di- I didn't know all those terms and I don't know if I ever really knew them until very recently. But it was a short box, orange. It had uh, Spider-Man on it, Wolverine and the Hulk, all kinds of Marvel characters. And I guess it came with like, I don't know, like 25 or 30 just random Marvel comic books. Mm. I circled that. That's what I wanted. Uh, Again, don't really know what (laughs) prompted that. Uh, But I was like, Mom, Dad, this is what I want uh, for Christmas. I got that box, got the comics out, and it kind of just started from there. And when you say started, what what happened? What was like the natural progression from getting that box of 20 to 30 books? 
Well, I'll tell you, first of all, two things. This box, I would say the majority of the comics inside were Spider-Man titles. The Mm -hmm. other thing that was, um, and that's important, I'll come back to that. The other thing was, I guess at the time, uh, the whole Inferno uh, series was going on. Okay, Um, yep. so either either it was going on or it ended anyway they just it was a bunch of inferno books most of them spider-man and uh i grew up in a christian house my my parents aren't they're not crazy and strict but they weren't you know entirely jazzed that i had just gotten a box full of demon comic books so they actually <laughs> they actually took away all almost every comic I got from this box, including, I think there were, I think there was like a, I, I seem to remember there was a Smurfs comic in there or something. It, I don't even know if Marvel or put out a Smurfs comic, but there was they something did. in there. They, they took yeah. away. Okay. So there was a Smurfs comic too. For some reason that one scared me. I don't know why, but they took them all away, except they said I could pick one. So this is them not being super strict. I could keep one demon comic and I kept amazing Spider-Man 313 and uh, which is the one with the lizard on the front. He's I, he's like maybe strangling Spider-Man, but Todd McFarlane made it. Yes. And, or, or drew it. And yep. uh, that is what hooked me into comics. It was Todd McFarlane, Amazing Spider-Man 313. And then uh, the, next, uh, the next month, my birthday is in January. That next month I had my birthday party. And that friend I mentioned before who collect comics got me a, uh, I guess it was a, I don't know if actually my timeline might be off, but the next thing I remember getting was a um, a compilation of all of the Spider-Man and Venom stories that Todd McFarlane had done up to that point. And from there, my life was Spider-Man, Todd McFarlane, Venom. That to me, that was comics. So that was what gotcha. I was into. Well, and and at that time, and that would have been very late '80s, early '90s. Right. Um, that that was Marvel comics for, you know, a big part of it was, you know, McFarlane, Spider-Man, Jim Lee's X-Men, you know, that was sure. kind of it. So and it, it makes sense that that would have like hooked you because it hooked a bunch of people. Exactly. And that's kind of funny. You know, you mentioned the Jim Lee X-Men. That is what my friend I mentioned before, that's what he collected. And I just, I remember we would get together and, and look at our comics and everything. I just remember always looking at his X-Men comics with disdain and going, why would you collect that when there's this Spider-Man? What? To me, everything everything was Spider-Man, or I would I also allowed Batman into my life. Those were the only comics that existed for me when I first started collecting. So it was Spider-Man, specifically Todd McFarlane, and then just like any Batman I could get my hands on. Wow. Very, well, I mean, so you you really did hone in, and obviously that <laughs> that resonated with you. Um, Big time. Now, has that been or have those been properties or characters that have kind of followed you to the present as far as you know the comics that you're into yeah 100 percent. i i think if if i could say anything about myself and uh is that i'm extremely loyal and i've been i i would say i've been more loyal to spider-man than batman I, i'll pretty much if i see a batman that interests me i'll pick it up but spider-man i've been extremely loyalty loyal to uh also venom because, I mean, that's just what made me fall in love with comic books, really, is, is Venom even more than Spider-Man. I'm just absolutely fascinated with him. Um, but, yeah, I would say it's stayed pretty consistent. In fact, I also, 
I started collecting um, X-Force um, back in the day, and I didn't even particularly like it, but I, I stayed I stayed loyal to it, kept buying it, even though I didn't enjoy it. And then uh, fast forward to today, I actually started collecting the new X-Force, uh, and I'm loyal to that as well, although I feel like that's a little bit better than the old one. But I don't have any strong... <laughs> I don't have any strong opinions about X-Force. I just remember going, well, I got to buy this because I bought number one. Uh, I don't like it, but I'll keep buying it. That seems to have been uh, something that was common at that time as well, is that if you got you jumped on board on the new number one, you had to see it through. You had to see oh, what yeah. happened. Um, I know a lot of people did it with the image books when they started out. And, of course, I'm so many of these titles fizzled. Yeah. I was one of those guys, too. I mean... Like I said, McFarlane was comics to me, and then you know when Spawn came out, I was like, "Ooh, boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this," and I, I would buy every Spawn. And I, I kind of petered off a little bit quickly on that, but, um, but yeah, I was definitely very interested in and in seeing whatever Todd McFarlane did for a long period. So okay, so you were loyal to the Spider-Man character, but you also had that loyalty to to Todd. But once he kind of jumped ship. That kind of yeah. waned a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it was easy to let him go and stick with Spider-Man. <laughs> Many people would say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm not here to uh, to harsh anybody's, you know, uh, happiness when it comes to, you know, who they like and who they don't. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of like what you like, so. Yeah, well, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like my gut says that Todd McFarlane did or said some things or, or was really into baseball and that turned me off. I just, I just remember those, those, those early amazing Spider-Man comics just blew my mind. And uh, so for, for that, I will always, he will always have a place in my heart. Absolutely. You know, it, it kind of was your, your, well, it was your doorway. It definitely yeah, was your sure. doorway. So would you say the superhero uh, comics, that genre is kind of your, number one that's like your primary focus well i'll tell you i as i was thinking about before we did this i was thinking about it and my my history with comics kind of goes full circle because i would say that definitely now where i am now um and the age i am now i have returned 100 percent to superhero comics to marvel and that's pretty much my main focus now so it is it, yeah from when i started to where i am now it, it feels like that is my main focus so kind of maybe maybe that means i'm just preparing myself for uh um the next the next stage is just to curl up and die since I, i've come full circle in my comics <laughs> journey i can just hang it up and uh, you're you're done <laughs> you're just done <laughs> i'm done i'm finished and so no, I'm not, and that's myself uh, in a pile of comics there you know well you know what at least you well <laughs> I've I've always said if 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 when I'm done when I am done capital D yes. um, no one's getting my comics I'm going to build <laughs> a big floating barge North style You're gonna push me down the Withlacoochee River which is minutes from my house someone's going to stand on the shore with a bow and arrow light oh, that course. sucker up and let me go. I love it. That is, see, that's a great. I've already promised. Uh, I I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. I've I've already promised my comics uh, to my daughter, who uh, you know I think 
is probably you know she, I think she's very touched by that, but uh, she's probably uh, gonna try to sell them the the moment I pass on. So, I mean, can well, you blame her though? No, no, she should. She absolutely should. Should she should sell all this physical media? I still hold on to. I <laughs> wish I I wish I could do it, but I can't. Well, well, actually, and that kind of does segue uh, to to my next question as far as how your collecting or reading habits have changed. Have you? Uh, looked at digital as an option or are you still old school physical books trade paperbacks as opposed to monthlies how how does that work for you i am i don't want to if i say that i, I was i was gonna say I'm, I'm strongly opposed to digital although i'm not that sounds like i'm taking a stance i'm not really i but digital doesn't really um do it for me. I, I know I, I was listening to the first episode of your podcast and you guys were talking about the smell of comics and the feel and everything. And that's, that's exactly how I feel too. And I, I love, I love having a collection of something and then just like looking over at it. Like right now I'm talking to you. I can look to my right and I can, I can see my, my two long boxes and then all the things I have stacked everywhere that's, that are unorganized. And I just like seeing it. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that makes me sound like, but I, I do like physical media and I, and I like trade paperbacks too um, for, you know, I'm trying to go back and, and hit a lot of the stories I missed and actually collect some of the old stories that I loved where, you know, I, some of those books, like I, I would love to go back and buy some of those Todd McFarlane books that I didn't purchase but what I've done is kind of bought all the collections and these trade paperbacks. So I have all the stories. That's what's mo most interesting to me. But yeah, I'm a physical media guy, 100%. I got tons of DVDs, all that stuff, all that garbage. That's somebody's well, going to have to sift through. <laughs> well, uh, unless you build a barge. Again, you know. the barge idea is great. I don't want you to think I'm stealing it, though, so. Oh, not I at all. Think, it, I got to think of something else. Sincerin's form of flattery, so I'm, I'm all good. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. No, I'm um, gonna build one of those. I want to build one of those things, like in uh, that movie Midsummer, uh, out of all my DVDs and stuff, and they can build like a big a house for me to go in and then put me in there and cover me with flowers and then burn it down or something. That'd be I, nice. Hey, that, it, it, you know, when it actually it does sound nice. It sounds very. It doesn't sound bad. It really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, other than like burning alive, but I mean, sure. other than that, I, don't see it <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that part where there's alive people at the end of midsummer. Yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, I mean, there's some. You know, you, you can workshop it, right? You, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I haven't signed anything yet. So exactly. Now, I mean, if your daughter, you know, seeing dollar signs, she's like, mm, maybe we need to, you know. Hurry this thing up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Good lord. <laughs> so you don't did hear you, in a couple of days. <laughs> did you ever kind of fade out? Did you are you an ebb and flow sort of person when it comes to books, or have you been like a steady I purchase Spider-Man every month no matter what? I am now. Uh but back in the day, you know, after I got that box and I fell in love with Spider-Man. Um, I think, and I think this was another thing uh, mentioned in, in that other episode. I really enjoyed your first episode, by the way. I wanted to tell you that. Thank um, you. But, uh, you know, that kind of the idea of, if I'm remembering right, you're kind of at the mercy of your parents when you're a little kid collecting comics. Uh -huh. So yeah. there, there was a place in town 
um, where I grew up that was a for collecting anything. Uh, it was mostly baseball cards, but they had some they had some comic boxes in the back. And my dad used to take me. So I never when I was a kid and just started, it was never anything consistent. I would go and just buy whatever I didn't under I, I just I didn't understand comics. I would just point me to the Spider Man and I'll get some. And I remember mm-hmm. I would buy these old um what, I think it's I guess it's Marvel Tales Spider Man and they would yes. have these fabulous covers by Todd McFarlane once again. I'd get it home and open it and go, Well, what is this? And it was reprinted older stories. <laughs> and then I then I was kinda open then to go, Okay, other people did Spider Man as well. That's fine. So I mean I never really got like a consistent, like, like, you know, when you think about like story arcs and things like that, that's, that was completely foreign to me. I would just buy random comics and read them. I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. And then I didn't know there was anything else after it. I didn't know there was a whole story arc going on. Um, And I was, I was very much the same way um, younger. It was like whatever I could get my hands on. And and if, if I happened to be getting two months in a row, and I saw the story was somehow connected. This is back in the seventies. It was like, right. wait, it's not a it's not a one issue thing. It's not like a full book. What now? What am I missing? And that's when I started right. to kind of go like, well, well, what else is there? Well, and yeah, there's, and it was also like, you know, the place where I was going to buy these comics. It, none of these old guys there, you know, cared about comic books at all. I mean, they, they were baseball card guys or coin collector mm-hmm. guys, which, which is cool, but like asking them anything, they, they didn't, they didn't care. And, and so they were no help at all. And my dad, I mean, my dad collected Superman comics when he was a kid, but um, I mean, he didn't really know any, he was, he was more, I think just bummed out. His son didn't like sports, but he was a cool dad that he'd still take me and kind of sure. buy me buy me comic books, but you know the sports thing hurt for a while. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I, I I get that, but uh, you know, comics at least for me, I don't know about you, but they you know they kept me off the streets. If, you know, it was hey. like okay, hey, I'm gonna sit here and draw, and I'm gonna read, and you know, I'm gonna really kind of get into this and spend hours poring over these things. Same so, same thing. Yep. Um. Do you remember the first time you visited a comic book shop, like a store that was, that's what they did? Yeah, I, I, I do remember. And I mean, and I just, I remember also being very turned off by it. I, mm. I feel like, I feel like the, um, the comic book guy from the Simpsons is, is, is a character I am, very very familiar with and to be perfectly honest those types of people are really what pushed me away from going to comic shops for a long time and kind mm-hmm. of stopping collecting mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. It, it was a couple things like if you didn't if you didn't read what they read they didn't seem to be too interested in talking to you. if you were a kid they didn't want to talk to you although you know kids comic books seems to go together but i don't i don't know you don't want me to spend money in your store i just encountering rude people really turned me off and um it's 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 so different now the comic shop that i frequent now the people are just so nice they'll answer any question you know it doesn't matter what books you're buying they have something positive to say about it it just wasn't that way when i was when i was a kid so i any my i can't remember the name of the place but i know the first comic shop i went to I was felt really intimidated and I kind of never wanted to go back, which is why 
I would have to build up the bravery to ask my mom to take me back there, which is probably why I missed so many issues and was buying things at random. So that is so unfortunate. It, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and more so because it's not the only time I've heard that. Um, oh, yeah. the, that gatekeeper mentality is nothing new. Um, yeah, it's and, like a yeah. weird thing with comic book people. I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm not that way. I mean, I'm not saying it's all comic book people obviously i mean i'm not that way i think i always like what you like but i just i just felt very judged and intimidated and for a kid i come on i mean don't they have something something better to do than intimidate a kid we're all in the, we're all into comics i don't know what the problem is oh that's a whole nother topic and it might be a topic that i actually broach in a, in a later episode because i have feelings when it comes to gatekeeping, when it, <laughs> whether it, oh uh, well, I, you know, and I think we probably will agree on on most everything. Uh, just knowing kind of how you are and who you are as a person for the, the short time I've known you, but um, it's it's ugly, and there's there should be no place for it. Unfortunately, it is much more common than I think anybody wants to admit. Yeah, um, sure. but. I'm glad that you did eventually find a place that was welcoming and was helpful and was a positive place. Because if I'm coming to your business and I, like you said, if I want to give you money, what right. difference does it make? Right. Exactly. Well, if you're not buying this, then you're not a real fan. That's that logic. Um, or I don't take you seriously. That logic is just flawed. Um, and and hurtful and it, yeah. it hurts the hobby and and it's in so many different hobbies um, yeah, absolutely and it's in it, it even in sports if you don't like sure. a certain team or if you don't know what every statistic is if you don't know everything about a player in every college that everybody's gone to and all of these things then you're not a real fan and it's just why can't we all just like you said like what we like exactly that's kind of how I try to live my entire life is I like what I like, you like what you like, and I think it's great. And if you want to tell me about it, even better. I'll be receptive, I'll listen. But yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't, I don't have anything to add because you put it so well. Uh, well, that's that's a first. Um, <laughs> the issue, we have solved the issue. We, it's it's done. Yeah, again, it's capital D, done. There you um, go, you don't have to do any oh, podcast about it. <clears throat> no, I, you know what? I can just, I can take my tablet and put it on that pyre and light it on fire. <laughs> And I'm done. Um, favorite story arc? Oh boy! See, I that is that is a tough one to answer. I, I don't even know if I can answer, but I, I can tell you two things that I or I'll, I'll tell you two things I really like though. Uh, first, I'll say in college, um, uh, I think it was it, it was sophomore year of college. I uh, th- I, I had a girlfriend. Uh, the end of my senior year of high school and all through freshman year. And then we broke up, but we were still friends. And sophomore year, um, we would still get together, hang out as friends. And, the, and I, and I, uh, we, we met up somewhere to go to a movie or something. She handed me um, the first volume of this thing uh, called, uh, called Sandman. And she said, yeah, um, the guy I'm dating right now has this whole collection of, uh, of Sandman, these trade paperbacks, trade paperbacks. And I was reading them and I think you really like, really like them. So I, you know, I snagged some of them for you. So she, my ex-girlfriend was letting me borrow her current boyfriend's uh, 
Sandman trade paperbacks, and I read all those, and I really love that. Um, and then I don't, I almost don't want to say say this one, but I will. I I really I really like Watchmen. I read that like once a year because I really like it. Um, Why do you hesitate to say that? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Watchmen. I love it. I read it all the time. But I, I mean, I really love it. I really do. I guess I don't hate to say it. it's really great. <laughs> I mean, it goes right back to what you just said a couple of minutes ago. You like what you like, and and you I don't do. Have yeah, to I know, and then I backed up off so. it. You, you gotta, you, man. You gotta hold my feet to the flames. I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Uh, yeah, you know what? I proudly love Watchmen. I think it's great. And you know what? For Christmas last year, last year, my parents got me the uh, uh, trade paperback of uh, Secret Wars. And I really thought Secret Wars was fun because um, I really love, like, as far as liking stories and stuff, like, the crazier and more comic booky something is, I love it. Um, the more wild and just somebody, you know, writing what just whatever. And I just think that's a, Secret Wars is it, a crazy, insane thing, and I like it. So you're talking the original one from the 80s with the black suit yeah. and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Black exactly. And I guess... What was, was was that written to be like a tie-in to like a toy line or something? I don't, I don't think that I don't think that the the now I could be wrong, I very well could be wrong because my history is not perfect when it comes to this stuff. But I don't think that the the book was designed to support the toy line. But I think okay. it was it was successful immediately. So they said, let's capitalize on this because it was one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing that Marvel had done, that big yeah. line-wide thing where they basically shut down. They didn't shut the titles down, but the characters were gone. Yeah, exactly. At least for a little while. Um, and Well, a month. But you know, this happened in this month's time since this person disappeared in Central Park. Um, so, so I think, I think the toy line was, was designed to just capitalize on the success of the series, but okay, I gotcha. could be completely talking out of the side of my face and not know what I'm doing. So <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. Well, regardless, uh, I really enjoyed that secret wars. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You're, you're right. It is a very traditional uh, yeah. comic book setup where it's wait a minute the good guys are some of them are fighting each other and that's weird and right. oh, but there's also this big bad but there's then there's a bigger bad right and, and, like, and how are they going to get out of this crazy yourself. situation yeah it's 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 good and I and honestly I didn't read it until uh I guess last year uh, you know something else I just read uh that I never read in my life because, because like I said earlier, I spent the majority of my young life shunning the X-Men. Uh, I read the dark Phoenix saga and, and I, I must admit I did read it digitally. I was able to get it for free and read it. And I really like that as well. It's just, I've been trying to go back and read some of these bigger story arcs, the ones everyone knows. Cause like I said, I didn't, I story arcs. I, I didn't know that was a thing. So it's kind of fun now to know that there's story arcs and go back and and read uh, these things that people love and talk about all the time. So, what did you think of the Dark Phoenix saga? If you if you liked Secret Wars so much, and, and you sound like you're almost exclusively, if not exclusively, Marvel, except for yeah. Batman. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. You know, a lot of when I during kind of this time where I didn't, where I kind of stopped collecting comics. Um, 
I read a lot of, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're weird, but maybe other people could consider them weird. Like I read a lot of, um, can never say his name right, but it's Daniel Klaus, the guy who wrote Ghost World and David Boring. Are you familiar with him? Klaus or Klaus? I I actually, I am vaguely familiar. I, okay. I know of Ghost World. I've not read it, but I know of okay. it. But I love, I love his stuff. And I, so in college, um, I was reading just kind of like stuff like that. And then I got really into um, Sam Keith's The Max. That was another mm-hmm. one. I'd, I had stopped collecting everything, but I collected that, all of The Max. And I, I, I have a very tragic tale about that. If I can just for a minute, I'll make it quick. For Please. years, for years, I thought I had every issue of the Max, and uh, you know, I would, I would tell people about it, and you know, most people I know don't actually care, but I would <laughs> still tell them, and I was like, yeah, I have every Max comic, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun, and uh, I only realized a couple of years ago, I actually have all of them except the last issue, and uh, it was, um, it was devastating to find out I do not have a complete set of the max and i have not been able to find the last issue afford in an affordable yeah the the last year or so last 10 12 issues definitely have a little bit of of weight to them financially because they were a small print run nobody was reading it except you um hey man I, i totally was reading it and i thought i was i thought i had them all well, we're just going to have to keep our eyes open then because every once in a while I get lucky and I do find later issues uh, in back really? issue bins. I'm om- I'm almost exclusively a dollar bin shopper and there'll be every once in a while I'll find something in the 20s or 30s um, yeah. and I'll pick it up because I know that they are not easy to find. So I will I will definitely keep my eyes open for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm, I, I get very jealous when I um, visit when I, or when I go to Instagram and I see your page and some other people's pages too, because uh, I can't remember, I can't remember anybody's handle right off the top, but uh, you know, everybody is always kind of sharing what they find and they bought for 50 cents and a dollar. And, and I, I go, I don't know of anywhere around where I live where there's just a bunch of dollars. We, they keep the store I go to keeps having these big dollar bin sales, but are, are there just places that have dollar bins that you can, you can go to because that sounds like heaven to me and i don't have any of those like where i could just i could wake up tomorrow and go look in a dollar bin i don't know where i would go i i i well i i don't want to um i don't want to pile on top of that but yes um (laughs) now it's a little bit of a drive um but depending on where i go uh whether that be tampa or ocala or orlando there are probably a half a dozen stores that have multiple long boxes. We're talking yeah. 10, 20, 30, 50 long boxes of nothing but dollar books. That is a, that's a, I mean, I mean, what do I put in my Google search dollar dollar box? I mean, I've tried to look up. I put, I think I did search that once. It was like dollar comics in my area. And, uh, literally nothing and everything you know the the comic store i mentioned earlier that i love um that where i feel welcome and where i get all my comics now they don't have a dollar bin and and everything seems so expensive there Mm -hmm. and i i really do love these dollar comic sales they'll put on um i mean i have a budget that i have to stay within um but 
I don't know, but I, I always get jealous with with you guys and your access to so many. I'm glad to hear you, at least you have to work for it. You have to drive a little way. Oh, I do, I do. But, <laughs> but then I can I can throw on a couple podcasts and, uh, and kill some time. And before you know it, you're there, and then you're there for six hours, and you wonder why you <laughs> feel tired and weak and anemic, and it's because you haven't oh, like, eaten or, or 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 had any water um, because oh, you're sounds... too busy prioritizing, you know, shopping for comic books. Of so, course. Yeah. Wow, that sounds that sounds too familiar. <laughs> That's like, no one listening to this podcast can relate to that at all. <laughs> well, Nobody. That, you just des- you just described the uh, you just described my wife's version of hell. So <laughs> uh, she does not she does not accompany me when I go on these uh, these comic runs. So but she's a great she's a great lady, and she encourages my uh, my uh, my uh, habit and my collection. Okay, so this is not a situation where that kind of stereotype comes in where your partner is like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is silly. You should get rid of this junk. This is no big deal. She she supports and understands why she you're does. in it and what to do. Yeah, she totally does. And she she's super awesome. Uh, that, you know, it was when I came back to the, um, the hobby of collecting comics um, full time, <laughs> it's, it's after I turned 40 for some reason. And I, I feel like, I feel like, in the description of, of this podcast, when you put it up, it's, it's going to have to mention something about death. Cause I have to mention death again. When I turned 40 for some reason, the first four weeks, I'm not saying this is everybody's experience, but I couldn't stop thinking about my, about my own imminent demise. I, all I could think of was like the next, the next stop on this train is, is death. And I thought I was trying to think of what would make me happy. And, it popped into my head that I, I had read an article that Marvel was going to start, start things over, I guess, or they were going to, they were going to release a couple titles. Like, I don't know how comics work, but it was like a new, a Spider-Man's coming out, a new Venom. I was like, Ooh, I can get on the ground floor of these. And uh, so when I turned 40, I had my, my month of being obsessed with my own death and then comics pulled me out of that and the love of my family, but comics were a big part of that as well. Okay, so like one was comics and one A was family, basically. Let's put it that way. Hey, if there's anything I know, it's that my wife won't listen to this podcast. So we'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't need to. I don't want to be responsible for any like. (laughs) No, no, please. I don't want to be. Yes, this podcast destroys families. If she did listen to a podcast, it would be yours. Uh, She just doesn't listen to podcasts very often. She enjoys NPR. I respect that. That's okay. That that yeah. that is a great alternative to podcasts. They have some wonderful yeah. programming. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you you collect pretty specifically. Um, yes. But is there a book out there? I know you talked about how you you missed some McFarland books. Is there a book out there that if if you had the resources, you'd say I want to own that physical copy of that book. Well, I knew you were going to ask this question, and I racked my brain. I, I didn't know. I, I, I saw that term grails come up on Instagram when I kind of got involved with, uh, you know, the, the, the comic community on there. I didn't know what that meant. I mean, I had a, I had a vague idea. Um, here, this would be my grail. This probably is not, I'm not answering the question correctly, 
but I did do my research. My grail is if I could buy Amazing Spider-Man 298 through 328, that's that's McFarlane's run on it, I own each one of those physical copies. Now, some of those I have, I, I'll be honest, I have some of those, but very few. And I have them all, I have a lot of them also in, in trade paperbacks. But if I could own the physical copies of those, I, I could put them all together and bag them and board them and look at them and just be very pleased. That would be my... That would be my set of grails, I guess you could say. No, I, you know, first of all, there's, there's really no way to answer the question incorrectly, unless you had something like said, my grail is rye bread. And then I'd say, you know, Matt, you're a little (laughs) off base, but I appreciate your participation. I do love rye bread, but yes, I understand. I just don't like the caraway seeds. (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite part, dude. Oh, well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. I've a bag of caraway seeds. Um, I love it. That that's a, that's a good target grail though because I mean yes it's a lot and you're talking some of those issues are rather pricey right now. They are. But but it's not unattainable and there have been reprints of certain issues you could use those as placeholders and yeah. that and it, and it speaks to your your origin. And I think sure. that's what actually makes it a really cool grail is like I I want to go back to the beginning. I want to say this is this is the like this is the starting point. This is ground zero of how I got into this hobby. So I think that's a great, a great goal to have. And it's not unattainable. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It probably isn't unattainable. It, and it really, I mean, it, it really is while I was putting together my notes for this, it really is kind of weird how full circle it has come how it started there. And that's kind of where I would, that's where I've ended up. Um, but those would definitely be my grails. And also this isn't a grail, but I, I am, I also decided that I wanted to get some full runs because I'm more interested more than anything. I'm interested in, in just reading the entire story of something. So I just, I looked to see what would be doable. And uh, one title from when I was growing up that I, I, I was aware of it because I was aware of a lot of titles. Um, but I didn't collect it, was the New Warriors. So I, I made that, and then West Coast Avengers. For some reason, I I honed in on those two to go ahead and try to get full runs because they seem doable. So I those aren't grails, but those are goals. I'm trying, Those are my goals to get all of those. And, and, um, and, and I know you had shared that with me previously, yes. and you're making pretty good progress on, on both sets. And yeah, I'm pretty pleased. You're right. So those are, it's not going to break the bank to find yeah, those. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's that it's that is doable. The bank. And no, it's, and I don't care about I. I mean, I like to keep my thing. The things I collect, I like to keep nice. But I don't really care about the the quality of it either. Um, I'm just looking to have the whole story. I I've got all these all the new warriors I have right now are just sitting in the box waiting. And when I finish collecting it all, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read all of them. I'm very excited to do that. Well, I I never finished that run all the way through. I think I read the first two years, give or take, and I know that the yeah. first year was actually really enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It definitely had the spirit of those young heroes just kind of trying to figure themselves out, and yeah. and and especially well, some of the characters obviously had been around for a minute, but others were brand new to the book or or relatively close to. And it was it right. was fun to just try to watch them come together and work as a team. And it was classic Marvel character first 
and then the story and things like that. They wanted to get you to relate to the characters. And I, yeah. I think it did a good job early on. Well, cool. I'm looking so, forward to re- reading it. Yeah, you're, you'll, uh, yeah, I think you'll be satisfied. I think you'll be happy with it. Awesome. When you're not reading comics or thinking about comics or looking at Instagram uh, comics <laughs> or listening to podcasts about comics, when it, if it's not comics, what is it for you? What else is there? Um, I really, um, I really love film. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of horror films, uh, and um, I enjoy. Um, oh, I, I, you know, I, I debated whether or not I would, I would say this, but I, I do like writing. I just, I haven't done a lot of it recently. I had all these plans for, you know, during quarantine that I was going to finally, you know, sit back down and and work a little bit more on this, on this project I'm working on. And I I haven't even looked at it since uh, I guess March, but I do love, I do love writing. And I I know I have probably 15 unfinished novels on my computer right now, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I think I like the act of just daydreaming about an idea even more. Um, I, you know, if, if they get out on the paper, that's fine. I mean, no one, I don't predict that anyone's ever going to see them, but I, I, I do just like, I do like writing when I can get myself motivated. And, and I, I also, I love me and my family. We love Disney world. We like to go to Disney world a lot. I, I consider that a very uh, important piece of my soul. So that's, there's also that. And, um, and, you know, just to, make my dad proud as I've gotten older. I do enjoy watching football with him. So that's another thing I like. And I love doing podcasts with you. Oh, (laughs) oh, my heart. (laughs) But about the football thing. Um, So is that something that you decided to do more to just have that connection or did you find somehow that you kind of gravitated toward the sport and actually developed a, an appreciation for it or you know what, it's a, it's a, that's a good question because it's actually like a weird combo of things because my dad and I you know growing up like I was saying it, it wasn't like sports was a huge thing but he and I never really saw eye to eye on a lot of stuff and it, it seems odd now I would not it doesn't seem odd but I would I consider my father probably one of my closest and best friends now and we we have so much in common we we've both we've both kind of come toward each other in different ways like he is he is um it's remarkable the the conversations we have to see how kind of liberal he has become it, it which i guess isn't the usual thing for parents as they get older i guess they're supposed to get more conservative but he's he's coming closer to my liberal views and i and i've come closer with uh, football but yes i did find that i actually I do enjoy uh, football quite a bit. In fact, and then the the woman I married was a huge football fan. That was something that her and her dad um, really were very passionate about. So um, I wouldn't say I'm super passionate about, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get crazy about my team or whatever, but again, going back to the loyalty thing, I am very loyal to my team, even though they're terrible this year. And what team would that be? The Carolina Panthers, of course. Okay. All right. Cue the booze and the thumbs down. (laughs) No, nope. We've already established it. You like what you like. I know, but they're they're bad. 
Uh, but Un- it's, unless it's you said the Patriots, and then I would just delete the, the entire audio file. <laughs> it's a growing year. They're, they're going to grow this year as a team. It's a fresh, it's a young team. Uh, whatever. Aren't they always? I, you, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I say I like football. I do um, not as much as writing and, and, and film, but uh, ask me questions about football. I, I couldn't answer any questions, but, but I certainly love sitting there and on a Sunday afternoon and zoning out for a couple hours. And, and you know, when I actually understand uh, a call, you know, a flag gets thrown and I actually understand why I feel like I accomplished something. Absolutely. Well, and, and honestly you are, even if you didn't have the slightest clue, it's family time and exactly. you, can't, you can't argue with that. That's true. And it is, we always, we, when that season comes, we always go over my parents' house, have, we have lunch and we watch the game. So it is, it's very nice. Excellent. Very good. Um, I think we can, we can start to kind of wrap this up a little bit. And sure. I did, I just uh, did want to know if there was anything that you wanted to promote uh, social media, anything like that, anything you want to suggest as far as reading, something you've read that you're like, hey, you know, y'all should check this out. What, what do you want to tell us about? Sure. Um, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I actually, you're not going to believe this, but I actually uh, do a podcast as well. No, you uh, don't. Know, yeah, it sounds crazy. Now, there aren't that many out, and I, I should announce, uh, this, is the, this is, I'm exclusively announcing it on your show. Uh, we are now on Apple Podcasts, so very nice. Hold for applause. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, I do a podcast with my nine-year-old daughter called Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. So, if you want to hear a forty-one-year-old man and his nine-year-old daughter just crack jokes that they think are funny, uh, you might want to check that out. It's about a half an hour long. We we uh, we talk about movies and TV shows that we watch, and we ask each other ridiculous questions about the Muppets. Um, let's see. Oh, I wanted to, Oh, you know, as far as what people should read right now, I know, I feel like I hear it a lot and it's perfectly fine. Cause like we've established, you got to like what you like, but I know a lot of people have said they're not really excited about anything or I don't know. I just keep hearing people not all super excited about Marvel stuff. Personally, I'm liking everything that I read regularly right now, but particularly I think that uh, Venom is is very very good, and so I do recommend reading that. Um, oh, and something I heard on your last episode, and then I'll, then I'll stop. I tend to ramble, and I apologize for that. That's okay. You guys were uh, this is not something to read, but you guys were talking about um, manga. Um, I don't really read any manga, but I really I do like anime. I didn't. I didn't bring that up in my other likes because I, you know, I it just I could go on for things I like. But I, I did watch an anime which is which is based on a manga, I believe. Uh, this at the beginning of quarantine that I think is one of the greatest just entertainments I've ever watched, and it's called uh, it's called Dororo, which is a weird. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's called. How do you spell it? It's jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think it's D O D O R O. It's probably D O R O R O. It's one of the most moving things I've ever watched in my entire life. I loved it. I cried my eyes out while watching it. It's just a beautiful show. And I thought I'd use part of my plug time here to promote this show I had nothing to do with, but I watched and absolutely loved. I thought it was great. 
Um, but that's that's pretty much it. I'm on Instagram as well. You can look me up. It's Giant Pengy. And that's P-E-N-G-Y, Giant P-E-N-G-Y. It is. It's a it's a name that has followed me through many years, and uh, to explain what it means would be a waste of everyone's time. But you could, <laughs> you, you could go on the on my Instagram. It's it's very comics heavy, like a lot of people who will probably appear on your show. But once in a while, there's other things. So if a pot, if a Instagram page that has mostly comics but other things annoys you, you know, I won't be offended if you don't follow. Well, I will say this, Matt. I did listen or have listened to um, your your podcast, uh, Matt and what? I know. Um, <laughs> now, am I correct that that your daughter, who's nine years old, requested to watch James Cameron's Titanic? <laughs> yeah, she did. I, I don't know why either. It was completely out of out of nowhere. I, I you know, if she wasn't fast asleep right now, I mean, I could run in her room and wake her up, but. Uh, I have no, no. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. She said, "Dad, can we watch Titanic?" And I said, um, "I said, yeah." I said, "But only if we can record a podcast about it." And that's kind of how it started. I've been promising her since January that we were going to do a podcast together, and I kept changing the idea of what it was going to be, and it was driving her crazy. So I finally said, "Yeah, we'll watch Titanic, and uh, we'll talk about it." So, but I don't know why she requested it. I don't even know how she heard about it. <laughs> I was wondering. I was. I was wondering. I, I like no the idea. fact that uh, she suggested an Academy Award winner, box office smash. You suggested Spider Man and his amazing friends. Yes, two of two of what I would describe as the worst episodes of of that show. Yeah, I know. I you know I originally well i don't you know what i don't want to give any spoilers i had originally said we were going to do something else and we were we were running we were running low on time so i said let's watch a couple uh let me show you these two spider-man uh cartoons i watched before and hated and maybe it'll give us something funny to talk about um but yeah i i didn't do very good in my choosing i i've got one coming up though that's it's gonna blow everyone away it's gonna blow your socks off i am i'm Looking forward to it. I actually do have one last question for you before we go. Talking about uh, your daughter. Now, have yes. you gotten her or has she gotten herself into comics in, in any way, shape, or form? Has she shown an interest? Yes, she has. Thank you for asking. That's that's great, actually. Yes, she and I share a very deep and, to my wife, disturbing love of Archie comics. Um, when I was growing up collecting comics, my sister... At the same time, not into comics, but for some reason, she got really into Archie um, Digest that you could buy in the checkout line at the grocery store. Absolutely. And so, yep. and so I, when we grew up, for some reason, my parents, you know, had our stuff and they gave me a bunch of her Archie comics. Um, they gave her some too. She had tons. So they split them up between us and I gave them the Quinn to read. And she absolutely loves Archie. Actually, um, but she, we like we like specifically like these digests, which are just the dumbest, just the dumbest things ever written. And I had someone, um, I had a friend who just she just got into comics and was asking me for for suggestions and a whole different a whole variety of things. She was asking about Spider Man, other things, and then she asked me 
she said, what Archie comics do you, do you think I should start with? And I never wrote her back because I, I was going to tell you, do not want to read the Archie comics that I like, but um, me and my, yeah, my, my daughter loves Archie. In fact, before I got on tonight, we read an Archie before she went to bed. So. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad that she is uh, following in your footsteps and again, no judgment. I own uh, my share of, of Archie books as well, both the newer versions and the classic versions that have been around for decades. And Um, I love it. it, Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, harmless fun it's silly there's joke multiple jokes like the writing is surprisingly clever um it multiple is. jokes on every single page um lots of cool sight gags and it's just it's good entertainment it's good clean fun as they used to say I, exactly and you know and and i really i think that um specifically i really like dan DiCarlo's um yes stuff it's beautiful to me i bought i bought um some archie no, I, I know we got to go. I bought like Archie number 300 or something. I read it last night in the cover. I bought it because the cover is just gorgeous. I, I, I think it's so great. It's like a sad Archie. He's walking and everybody's like holding up banners. They're all excited. The comic itself is very strange, but the uh, the cover is just amazing. I really like Dan DiCarlo, his stuff. I, I would agree. He's he's kind of like the uh, the apex of yeah. the, the 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 more recent artists, obviously, you know, you had the the classic, you know, the classic style where Archie did look a little bit different, kind of had the teeth were a little more buck toothy, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But but yeah, once you get into that 60s, 70s, 80s range, um, yeah, there was a there was a style that it was, and it was you know Dan DiCarlo for most of that time who just kind of put his imprint on it and, and made yeah, it his exactly. Own. So. All right, Matt. Well, I have definitely kept you long enough. I appreciate the time and the, the talk, and I would love to do it again. And who knows, maybe we get Quinn on here and, you know, she can talk about maybe some of her favorite Archie stories, something like that. I'd be I'd be more than happy to do that. I think that would be fantastic, and I think she would be in, uh, into it as well. Thank you very much for having me on. I feel like I rambled. I apologize if I did, uh, but it was a lot of fun likewise and no rambling at all i think it was great and uh, i do appreciate your time and uh, thank you for coming all right thanks very much all right i'd like to thank matt for for joining us for this podcast um great to hear how you're passing that along to your daughter that that love of a hobby and uh, it, that actually really is a is is a great touch, and I really do appreciate you sharing sharing your story with us. And and please go check Matt out. Uh, Matt and Quinn watch a thing. It's it's a super fun uh, podcast. Usually about a half hour long, in and out. You get a you get a great laugh, and it's kind of heartwarming uh, to see uh, father and daughter uh, working on something like this together. So it is actually very special. So I encourage you to go go check it out. All right, last piece of business before we wrap up for uh, this episode. I'd like to leave you with a book that I found in a dollar bin that kind of caught me off guard and really impressed me and made me want to search up the rest of the run. And it's a book called Twilight Man. It's published by First Publishing. And you may know that company from the 80s. They were pretty popular back then. Uh, This is a book that was written by Stephen Grant. Uh, artwork by Tristan Shane and Eric Vincent, and the colors were by none other than Bruce Tim. And you eagle-eyed viewers and viewers, I guess your viewers of comic books, 
uh, eagle-eyed listeners uh, will know Bruce Tim is obviously being uh, very important to DC Comics uh, and their uh, their Batman universe. This book was published June of uh, 1989, and I was very impressed. I will admit that the first few pages I felt a little bit lost just by the way that the, the story was written, but by the end of the first issue, and I do have the second as well, and rolling into the second, I was completely on board, understood exactly what was going on. I can sum it up, actually, by... If I open this up to the centerfold, uh, this, so it's the center pages, I'm going to briefly read an excerpt, and I think it'll give you uh, an idea. I'm not just going to paraphrase a little bit of this to give you an idea of what the story is about. You want to hear the story of the Twilight Men? Think of an earth where men lived only by the mercy of the gods in return for prayers and sacrifices. In the world according to Riley, which is this character's father, that's how things were until a thousand years ago. Then from out of Ireland came McCain Eyre, a magician and teacher, my ancestor. The Irish were the only people of antiquity to beat their gods in battle. And he had an obsession to free men from the grip of the gods and make them the masters of the earth. It goes on to basically say that one by one they tricked the gods into coming to earth and then trapped them, defeated them, and then sent them to another realm. The idea here is that these twilight men who go basically from generation to generation are there to fight the battles with these gods if they pop up along the way. And in typical fashion, this particular person, the, the, the protagonist in this book, does not want to be the chosen one, gives up his gifts, gives up his weapons, everything, passes it off and says, I, I want no part of this. I just want to be a movie star. And he, in his hubris, knowing all of the things that he knows about um, the occult, because he's been trained, he's just given up the, the the track, basically the hero track. He decides to dabble with the uh, the script a little bit and actually sprinkle in some real terminology and real names of real demons and gods just to make it sound better. But by bringing this into existence and back into the public eye, the gods that he referenced are actually given strength again. And they erupt literally from the earth and go on a rampage. Now he has to, first of all, realize that everything he was taught was actually true and then figure out how he's going to stop it. Very interesting. thought it was a cool concept. The art is very well done. The script is surprisingly tight, especially when you wrap your head around how the story is actually flowing. I really enjoyed it. So if you do see the Twilight Man in your dollar bins, it's just a four-issue miniseries from first, uh, from 1989, please go ahead and pick it up. Uh, definitely worth it. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. We have reached the end of our second issue. So we can go ahead and uh, put this one to bed. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. And thank you for your follows and your downloads. I appreciate it greatly. And until next week, we'll see you around the spinner rack. <laughs>